Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. How you doing guys? Welcome back. We're going to be going through a Q&A video for round three now. So I've got a, a bunch of questions here on the phone in the Discord group. So if you'd like to join that, there's a link down in the, in the description. We get a lot of the, the late mail quickly in there. Uh, we've got a bunch of different channels that you can you can chat fantasy with and and get some and get some good responses because I know it can be hard to to get that on some of the, the big Facebook groups. So this is that, that, that quick sort of feedback there and, and everyone's trying to help each other out which is good but you also get to be part of that people squad uh you know constructing that and also get to ask some questions to me in that discord group as well so i'm going to start with the questions from cj jones and he's got here tino to Cam murray and andrew davy to josh schuster are they decent trades and yes mate definitely decent trades this this goes on with the video i just did previously about the mid-rangers and and if you're going to trade some guys that aren't doing as well, obviously Dave is injured, but you're looking to bring in a keeper and a cash cow as your two options. And I think that's a that's a great one there. Murray's playing big minutes. He's got dual position. I think he's perfect to bring in. Uh, Crispy Bacon says, is trading Avrilo to Schuster on emergency a sideways trade? Uh, I don't think it's sideways, but I do think that Avrilo is a decent player to have as some cover on, on the bench, for example. He covers the half position. He covers the center center position. He probably won't make us too much money in the next little bit. There's a chance that he does improve and starts running the ball, gets a few tackle bra- tackle breaks, etc. But Schuster is going to be more of your money maker and your scorer. So you could bring Schuster in as a scorer. But is there anyone else in your team that you could uh, could trade out instead of Avrilo? That would be my call with that one. Uh, Lamb to Schuster, a good trade. Yeah, I think it is. I like. There's a chance that Lamb gets the odd forty or forty five. If he gets some attacking stats, but I'm I'm seeing him as as holding his price around that 440, and he's kind of an awkward price. He's not going to be a keeper. I think you know if you want to bring him in for a good cash cow, and I see Schuster as one of those guys, then that's completely fine with that one. All right, King Spence asks, who should I get rid of, Kenny or Jesse Bromwich? So you have both of them, and who for is the, is the question? So all right, Kenny and Jesse. I think you need to get rid of both of them, but let's have a Let's have a little look at, um, yeah, let's go into all positions and 
and have a little look around around their price. So if we go to Jesse, what have we got here? We got four seventy two, and Kenny at five thirty five. So I think they're both. You can get rid of both of them. So let's let's have some options around that five hundred odd mark. Uh, what do we got here? So Collins, people have been speaking about, but they do have Bradley coming back, who might take take some minutes off him. Uh, I don't think he's a, a perfect option there. Uh, Tupanua is a pretty decent option. I think he's going to score really well over the next you know eight to ten weeks until Cordner comes back, and then he might move to the bench. But Tupanua is a really cool option for someone like that. He's going to score a lot better than what they were. Uh, Welsh, I wouldn't be deciding to bring him in. He's going to score around you know close to that fifty mark, but doesn't have a lot of money to make and probably isn't a keeper at this stage. Uh, Morgan, he's doing okay, but I wouldn't bring him in. Same with Nikarima. Uh, what else we got? See, this is kind of an awkward, an awkward price point around that five five hundred odd. My suggestion for me would probably be going straight down to a cash cow. You got O'Sullivan, you got Schuster this week. If you need a forward, then you have Alvaro, you have you know Liniu, you have these types of guys that I'd probably go for, and then you can use some cash, you know, to go up. If you wanted to trade both of them, you could go one down to a cash cow, and you can go one up to. You know, if that if that nets you around you know, 150k, 200k, then you can go up to some guys in the middle here, and we may as well talk about a few of them now. In you know you got Toto in the wing fullbacks, you got Adam Elliott who spoken about a little bit, but I think we'll be getting that 80 minutes and has the mid and edge position locked down. I think he's going to be able to average around 50 to 55, which puts him a you know close to 100k undervalued, you know, 50 to 100k there. So he's a he's a decent option for anyone that you know you need the middle or an edge with you know Kenny and and Jesse there. Arrow, I wouldn't be thinking about too much. I think he has a little bit less upside than some of those guys. You then have someone like Luke Keery who's doing really well and and taking the bulk of the kick meters and and a lot of the attacking plays for the Roosters. I don't expect him to do as well as he has. You know, being you know averaging seventy one, but somewhere in the fifties, I think is a, a really cool option for him and and again he's probably that you know 70 to 80k undervalued uh Fogarty I think is going to be a good option as well I think I can see him averaging in the mid 50s at least this year uh, and you move up you've got Hudson Young as an edge an edge forward that that is playing really well he won't score a try every week but he should be someone that average in the mid 50s as well and be a keeper in the edge guys like Lucy Lailua is going to be good um you can go right over you got Mitch Barnett he's someone we should uh have a little bit of a talk about and and even pop him in up here. Uh, Mitch Barnett at 7.14. All right, so he's got that's the same thing, got the middle and the edge. Will he keep the goal kicking? That's going to be the question. He's scored really well these first two games, got a try in the first one, and then just some really high base stats in the second one. We've spoken about him in the past, and in his second row performances, he averages in sort of the mid-40s, mid and if he if he gets the try, then he can get 50-plus, but... You know, he's someone that is scoring really well. If he has, if he keeps the kicking, then great. If he doesn't, then I'm not sure how he's um how he's going to go. Uh, but other than that, you know, there's a bunch of guys. You got Murray. There's a lot of those keepers that I spoke about in that previous video that you could you could pick up, and that's probably a really good thing to do. Trade those two mid rangers for a keeper and, and a cash cow. Um, what else we got here? Traded out Davey for Schuster with 99k left. This is from Skadati. Okay. Uh, I wonder if we should trade out Lamb for O'Sullivan or Moylan for O'Sullivan. I definitely think you should trade Moylan out before Lamb. But 
either way it doesn't matter too much. I think you can you know you can give Lamb another crack and he should be, he could you know have a decent chance of scoring at a forty or something like that. Rastanesian asked Yo Jamie, wondering what your thoughts would be on trading Tino to Kiri and Lamb to Schuster this round. And I'm okay with that. Again, you're trading in a keeper and a cash cow for two guys that are you know in that middle and, and we're not sure how they're gonna go. Um Okay. Another cool question from uh, Josh DP Wright. Currently, Mahavs are Brooks and Lamb. Have 280k cash left over. Was originally going to trade out Tino and Lamb for Cleary plus a cash cow. Yeah, done. If he's if he's playing, do it. If not, wait for, wait until next week. Um, what else we got? From Kanana. What's your thoughts on Wade Egan? Yeah, look, he, he scored pretty well this second game and... Probably one, probably a score that I don't think he's going to get regularly, but it was really cool to see him get 80 minutes, and there's a chance he goes back to that 50-odd to 60 minutes again. But if he gets 80 minutes, he's going to score well. I just think for at 467K, there's you know, other there's other cheaper options that could score pretty similarly, and we're not sure on his minutes, so I'd, I'd say try to steer clear of him. More on my bench, should I trade for Schuster of Alvaro from last ones? And I think for this one, just whichever position your team needs more. Schuster's a bit cheaper, but you know, might only get three games on the in the starting side, whereas Alvaro's got that, you know, sort of bench forty minutes locked up and should do well. Kalen Hobo, twenty five. I've got a you know, having a bunch of questions on Verils for some reason. He's not even playing yet. So <laughs> um think about him when he's playing, but if he's off of the bench he's not going to be worth it. He needs a, a full time starting gig to, to score really well. Duh, duh, duh. From D Milo eighteen is Isaiah Papali'i a top buy, averaging fifty eight and now getting a starting edge role, replacing Madison. Possible tries against the Sharks team. Yeah, um, just one thing: don't when you th- when you think about these guys, don't go. Oh, yep, they're playing this team this week. Um, working out Isaiah Papali'i. Um, he's playing against this exact team. I'm going to bring him in just for, you know, because I think he'll score well this round. If you're bringing in Papali'i, you bring him in as a keeper, okay? You want him to get up in the 700Ks and average around in, in the mid-50s and, and score well. And if he if he keeps his edge spot for, for more than a few weeks and if he gets to, what is it, round six or round five when they redo the break-evens, uh, break-evens, redo the uh, dual positions, he could get that. But for me, I think he's going to average around the 50 mark Yes, it's a little bit all speculation. He's played some time in the second row in the past for 80 minutes and got a 47, a 38, yeah, 31 in 60 minutes, 66 with a try, 34 in 70 minutes, right? So there's not a lot of incredible scores, 52 and 80, but that's in, in games where he wasn't really running the ball. And and that's my worry for him on the edge is, is, is he going to run the ball as much as he did in these first couple of games? The good thing I'll say with him is that in that, in that round one, he had less tackles and a lot more run meters when they had the ball a bit more. In the second game, he made more tackles and had less less run meters. So it's really cool to see those type of players that can adapt to the playing conditions. So if there's a game that, that they're defending a lot, he's happy to get in and do the, the hard yards. But if they're attacking and, and having the ball a lot, then he can make a lot of run meters. So he's someone I think that could average around, around 50 for the season. And... You know, if he's averaging around 50, he's about 120k underpriced. But I expect him to head back to the bench once, once it's all said and done. And I think, you know, he's he's a touch and go. If you really like him as a player, then I think you could bring him in. But there's a bunch of other options that that little bit more expensive that I think have uh, better job security, more chance of playing 80 minutes, like an Elliot, 
uh, Josh Jackson, these types of guys. So he's interesting, but not someone I would go for personally. All right. Yeah, so a question from Iron Will. Sirenum returns in round six from his knee. Justin Sousa drops back to the bench at that time. Um, uh, Tanua Brown returns from suspension in round six, meaning Bunty Foe was starting prop, same length of time. Schuster starting second row. There's a 40k difference, but do you agree a foe could have similar, if not more, upside than Schuster? No, I don't think so. I don't see a foe playing big minutes. So I see him playing maybe slightly more minutes than what he's getting on the bench at the moment for the Warriors. But with Schuster, he's, as we said, touted to be one of those young guns and he could get those three weeks, but then he could take over Josefsky. He's... Yes, he's a 5'8", but he's a Wade Graham-style player in that he's big and strong. He's about 105, 106 kilos, um, good with the ball. So, you know, if they... I think for Manly, if they're serious or doing really well, then then they just move him over to Josefsky's edge or they keep him on the left, right? Um, Sirenin's a right-edge player, so Sirenin could come... If, if Schuster plays well, which I think we w- which I think he will... He, will, he should be able to keep his spot and Josefsky moves to the bench, for example, because he's not a very good player, let's be honest. Um, so no, I don't think Bunty's a good option if you if you think about him. O'Sullivan, good pick up at 319. This is from Fano. Or he better invest more money into getting Nicarima or another half around his price. I've got Cleary, Reynolds, and Schuster. If you have Cleary, Reynolds, and Schuster, I would not get O'Sullivan. I just think you, you're probably putting a little bit too... Too much money or too many having too many players in the half position. I had I made this mistake at the start of the year with having too many hookers at the start, but for I think O'Sullivan will go pretty well, but you can wait a week on him with his break even at twenty five, for example. Um with Nicarima, I yeah, you could know, see him doing pretty well. I can see him averaging close to fifty, but he's already priced pretty high. Um and around that price point there's only really Chad Townsend, but he has a you know, a six a six or so week window of, of being able to score well. Um. Yeah, because he's trying to cover himself in case in case Cleary and Reynolds drop out. Ah, uh, okay, that's true. He's got both of them who might not play. Um. Do you have Avarillo? Do you have Lockie Croker? They're the types of guys that you might want to just cover for the week. But you'd expect one of them to play, surely, Cleary or Reynolds, and you only need one this weekend. I think if you if both of them are out, then you can probably bring O'Sullivan in. You know, after all that rant, and then I say you can probably bring him in, but. Um. Yeah. Just. Just wait. Wait. You obviously can tell what's going to happen with um Cleary in that first game, and you might hear from Reynolds a little bit earlier. So just look out for the late mail and see how see how that goes there. Curtis Graham asks, "Can Clemmer become a gun? Clemmer can become a gun. He's always been just below that that top tier. Last year he improved and became one of those guys, and I think he can do the same again this year. So if you want that consistent scorer, then Clemmer can be one of those guys. Okay. Owen, Owen Foley just. Straight out goes, this has probably already been asked, but hold Lamb or get rid of. He's not someone that you need to get rid of right now, but I think you can use him as someone to downgrade or upgrade upgrade in the half position or just bring in another cash cow. So definitely not, doesn't have to be a trade out, but he's not someone that's going to make a lot of money or be a keeper, so you can trade him out at some point. Uh, Dime asks, is Croker to shoot still a good trade or is there still money to be made on Croker? My crappy uh, emergency is too cheap to straight trade and everyone else higher up has too much upside. So you can do it. Kroger, I only think, has upside, uh, has some money-making potential for the next couple of weeks. He has to... If he does, if he scores really well this week, he's got some money to make. If he doesn't score that well, then it kind of stops and his break-even pops back up into the, you know, the, in the mid-20s, for example. 
Schuster will make more cash than Croker, so if you are only making one trade this week, I'm okay with you doing that one, but just know that the Croker will make a little bit more cash. Time-travelling reporter, with Dearden training at hooker a little bit, could that be bad news for Turpin in the future? Yeah, I think so. I think it could be bad news in the future, but I, until he actually gets picked, then then I think you got to keep Turpin. He could you know, score you really score for you really well over the next few weeks, and if things don't work out and he doesn't become a keeper, then that's fine. You just move him on. He's in the mid five hundreds. There's a lot of guys you can downgrade to or upgrade with. With Turpin, you know, one of their cash cows could ripen over the next few weeks, and you can trade, you know, those two guys accordingly up and down. So. Uh, what else we got? Curtis Graham again. Is it worth swapping Joey Manu for Momorowski and spending the cash elsewhere? No, 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 no. Manu is a keeper in the centres. Don't trade Manu. Momorowski's had a couple of good games, but he could easily get 25 this week, so don't do that. Uh, i got a question of Schuster or O'Sullivan. Um, for me, it's Schuster. He's the one that's been touted to be to do big things. They, uh, the Warriors also have Paul Turner, who's a chance of coming into the to the team at some point, but I don't see that happening at this stage just for the fact that O'Sullivan's more of an organizing halfback. Nikarima's not, and Turner isn't either. So um, I think Schuster is just the better option. Uh, what else we got? Troy to Aussie, Turpin, Tino, Simonson, Avo to Schuster. Got 88K in the bank. Only one trade this week or none. I think I'll get rid of Simonson. Yep, do it, done. Simonson, do you mean? Um, Boonga Boy, Lamb for Schuster. Yeah, I'm fine with it. What else we got? Uh, CJ, thoughts on Corey Allen and who should I trade him for? Who should you trade him for? All right. We have some really cheap options. If you have some cover in the wing fullbacks, then then go for uh, someone like an Alvaro or Schuster or... Sullivan, someone like that. If you are, uh, oh, you know, you got Lenny, who else we got down there? That's probably it. You talk Manu, if you haven't got him, he's going to make a little bit of cash. He might get up to 350 or 400 eventually if he keeps averaging in the 30s. If you need someone to wing fullback, then I think you need to upgrade. You need to make sure you have Laurie. I'd imagine you have Laurie. So Laurie Allen, do you have someone like, you know, an RTS could be a cool option. You know, Brimson are a little bit cheaper, but I'd probably wait to see how he goes. I'd try and upgrade there if you can. I wouldn't bring someone in around that cheaper price. Otherwise, you'll keep playing that wing fullback roulette. Um, what else we got? Hyper Tyranator. Hey, Jamie, can we get a sort of rough idea on how many trains we, r- trades we should have pre-buy period slash post-buy period, etc.? So... We get 30, 34, 34 to start the year. If we get to round 13, that's halfway. You'd want to at least have, you know, if we're, if we're going two trades a week until round, for 12 rounds, that's 24, which would leave you with 10. You'd want to have at least 18 by that stage. So that would be banking eight trades over the first 12 rounds. So that's what, two every week? Uh, and then, sorry, two every week for four weeks and one every week for eight, which I think is pretty hard to do. I think a lot of people struggle struggle with that. But if you have 18 sort of pre, pre-buy pre rounds and then you can have, you know, if you happen to use three or four over that first period, let's say you use the four, you got 14, you use one, let's say you use two over the next few weeks, leave you with 12, and then you lose, 
you know, even 12, so let's say we use three of them, we make it 11, and then you use four again in in three to four in round 17 to give you a sort of eight to seven left, and then use another two to three in that first round after round 17 when you're trying to, you know, reinforce that team and get some of the guns in. You've got like five left, maybe two more trades to get some more guns in um, and shore up that 17, and then you leave yourself two to three trades for injuries in the last sort of four to five weeks I think is okay if you've got like a strong 17 and 18th man that would average in the 40s and then a few kind of you know non-playing guys that you know a few cheapies in there I think that will serve you pretty well but I think you need to bank yeah what what's that eight have eight weeks with only one trade in the first 12 I think would be important so that's something you know that that changes for everyone and obviously it depends on your team if you're having a struggling start you know this this people's team won't have to trade that as much because they're doing pretty well with some other teams have made a bunch of mistakes and i say use those trades early try and hold some maybe between five six seven eight you know unless a, a superstar cash cow comes up or you need to you know re- recover something for an injury but other than that i'd try and leave it hands over to god hey jamie in the event that cleary doesn't play this week could you give some options on who to captain for this week Crichton's gonna be a great option a lot of people talk about Braley. i think i think he's due for a 50 or 55, so I probably wouldn't want to captain him if that's the case, but he's going to get 80 minutes and should be safe. Like, he should be a safe captain. Fafita's a great option. Um, if you have anyone like Cook's going to be good. Cherry Evans, Marnie, if, you, if you've got him. Toe Harris is probably your safest option. I think he's going to get 60. Ben Hunt will be decent. You could probably go Frizzell. McCulloch's safe. There's no, you know... Teddy, people take, speak about, but he's a chance of getting, you know, he's a chance of getting thirty-five, or he's a chance of getting eighty. Um, they're the kind of guys you want to be thinking about in terms of your captaincy. Is Tino and Brimson a trade or hold? I've spoken about Brimson being a hold. Tino, you can trade, but you can can, can keep him another week because he's also a chance of getting a sixty or a seventy. I think they play the Cowboys, so you could go through them. Uh, Danny91, what are your thoughts on Tino to call him a tonguey and Saab to Schuster purely for a cash grab? I think trading out Saab to Schuster is, is a good one. Tino to call him a tonguey, I don't know who has more upside. Like, call him a tonguey could, could average 40, Tino could average 50. Tino could average 40 as well. So I feel like it's a trade to get, you know, you're saving, what, 100k or so, but you know, Tino could, could come out and do really well also. So call him a tonguey, I'm not too high on at this stage but he's someone that you that you could bring in um but that second trade's really strong um you know what's his my logic that with tino looking high b's for the next couple of weeks and colo potentially sewing up an 80 minute gig see a big swing in cash to be made yeah a little bit of cash to be made but you know if if colomatangi gets to 35 then a lot of his cash making ability is has it is stopped um yeah, you can do it, but it's not a trade that I'd be looking at this week, although a lot of people would. Um, what else we got? I'm looking to trade out from Surf Beach. I'm looking to trade out Madison and have edge cover. Is Townsend worth a trade, or should I go straight to DC, given he's dropped a bit? already have Cleary. DC is a man. He's second highest averaging halfback, and I think he'll you know pretty much go, go there again. He'll be about around a 60-point average. I think you can go straight to him. You've got guys like Moses... You can go to, you've got Fogarty, you've got Kiri, there's so many guys you can go to uh, and you might not have to spend as much money, but DCE is going to be a great option. No issues there. Uh, ben Hunt's there, you know, there's a bunch of guys. 
Um, I'd probably rather you do that than go to Townsend just because you're going to have to trade Townsend out in sort of six to eight weeks. Is Pawasa Farmasuli a cash cow? Oh, sorry, is he a trade out? If so, who are some good replacement options? This is from Tony679. Guys like Alvaro, guys like Schuster, guys like O'Sullivan, guys like Liniu are all going to be solid options. Utokamanu, um, yeah, I think you can hold him another week or two, but you could also trade him out because he's not going to make too much cash if he's getting that same role, and I don't see much changing with that dragon side. Um, what else we got from Jans there? Thoughts on Brandon Smith to Mitch Barnett and Tino to Alvaro. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Mitch Barnett could be a keeper, but Brandon Smith could also come out and get 60 or 70 this week. I feel like they're trades that don't have to be made. You could... You could always, you know, get away with Smith and Tino as well. So, yeah, don't go too crazy on that one. Um, question from Argie. Davey for Fui or Alvaro? Personally, think Alvaro is safer, but Fui seems to be doing a decent job and he's got the edge and the mid cover. So, toss the coin. That one. Is Lamar hold? Yeah, he can be. Or you can use him to upgrade or downgrade. Who's more of a keeper, Tino or Takiaho? Definitely Takiaho, I think. You know, he's someone that's that's shown that he can average at 50 or just above each year and there's a chance for some upside if he gets some more minutes. But um, Nathan looking to crack the 1,000 mark. Thoughts on Turpin to Jay Bradley and Brooks to Papali'i. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> Brooks is averaging over 50 and making money. Papali'i could average 45 on the edge. Um, Turpin to Braley. I think you need Braley in, but... Turpin's maybe not the guy, but if you have to, then you can you can trade Turpin to Braley. But the other one I don't like. Um, what else we got? Okay, B Morgs. This would be interesting. I'm sure the others would be in the same boat, Jamie. But I've never gotten my head around rolling break evens and how to fully take advantage of the concept. Any chance you can give me a simplified explanation and an example? Uh, I wouldn't be worrying too much about. Your rolling break even it's it's based off a five round average so pretty simple if a guy is playing really well then and scoring really well then he's going to be making money really quickly right as soon as a let's just say someone's uh priced at 30 if they pick up a 70 their break even drops massive right that next week they they only have to score you know they break even might go down to like a, a zero there's a there's a formula for it you know based on your price per point but we don't need to get into that. Um, you know, their break even is going to be zero, and then you know if they score a thirty or forty, they're going to make a lot of money. But if they score a thirty, their break even pops up, you know, a fair bit higher, and then they're going to have to score a bigger next week, right? So it's not, it doesn't really matter because it's best based on your on the average. You know, if you scored two seventies a row, um, you're going to make a fair bit of cash over those first two weeks. But then the third week, if you get ten. Even if your break-evens at negative three or something like that, you're going to only make a little bit of money, and that brings your average from seventy then down to around that what fifty mark. What is yeah, forty-five, forty. Um, yeah, so that's that's the general gist with with break-evens. Only only really look at them for you know if you're like okay, this guy's going to make cash and going to average a certain amount for a bunch of weeks, then then great, then bring him in. There's also the other way, if you're looking to bring in a guy that hasn't gone as well, if you're looking at someone like Brimson, he's got a pretty high break even, right? You could wait a week or two for him to for his price to drop 
and get and his break even to drop also before you bring him in and you know because if you bring him in and, and his break even seventy if he's, even if he scores sixty he's going to lose a little bit of cash so you can wait a week on someone like that. Um, yeah, that's that's all to really mention on that one. If you've got any further questions, let me know. But I wouldn't uh, you know pay pay too much into that. Pierce asked me, will I ever become good at fantasy? There's always a chance. There's always a chance, Pierce. Someone asked him, what's your ranking? He feels personally attacked. Um, is Colo worth picking up? Yeah, we spoke about him a little bit. What else we got? All right. Yeah, Surf Beach asked, hey, just wondering about your thoughts on Townsend. Missed the boat at the start and should have at least 100k in price rises but didn't get him. Yeah, unfortunately, um, that's the case with a bunch of us. We all pick Lamb, a bunch of us pick Lamb over him. I think he's going to do really well over the next six weeks, but probably not average in the mid 50s, you know, somewhere in the high 40s to 45, but then uh, needs to be traded in sort of six to seven weeks there. So I would, it's a hard one. You can bring him in if you really need some half cover, but if not, I'd probably leave him out of it. Uh, that's probably going to be it, I think. Might leave it at that. It's getting pretty long, but um, there you go, guys. That's the, uh, the Q&A for the week. If you've got any further questions, please hit, hit me up in the Discord or send me a, a DM on Facebook. But um, the Discord, Discord's much easier. If we can have it all in the one place, that would be great. But there you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Please hit like and subscribe if you enjoyed it, and we'll see you in the next one. See you, guys. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 